and welcome to the Avenue Code Extraordinary Woman in Tech podcast. Here you'll find inspiring conversations about technology, inclusion, and diversity. If you are listening to us from podcast platforms, be sure to follow us. And if you are watching us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. For today's podcast, I'm so happy to host Renee Dinan. Renee is a TEDx and keynote speaker, organizational psychologist, leadership and team performance coach. She will be one of our speakers and at Extraordinary Women in Tech Conference taking place in San Francisco. Welcome, Renee, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation. Oh, it's my pleasure. The topic we're going to talk about also exciting. I know, and it's exciting that this will be the first in-person event. I can't wait. In my hometown where I where my career grew up. So Oh, so, amazing. And where are you located right now? I live in Sacramento now, but um was in the Bay Area since graduate school and uh Very grew a long period and then moved around, went overseas. So now we are in Sacramento. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I'm very curious to share with the audience about your journey and what influenced you the most in, in becoming who you are today. Please share with us. Oh, goodness. Well, I mentioned I started my career in the mid 90s. I um, studied organizational psychology at San Jose State and um, I was blessed enough and lucky enough to sort of hit the Silicon Valley in the mid 90s when organizational psychology and organizational development was really getting shaped and you know it was a newer degree and a newer more strategic um, arm of HR at that time and so I worked in high tech and then I moved to biotech spent a little over 10 years in HR strategic roles um, doing both learning and development organizational development and also some really cool work with uh, new college grads and then my second sort of 10 to 12 years, I worked more in strategy roles. I went inside of a plant, I reported directly into operations and really I wanted to like smell the product at that time I was in biotech. And then that led me on a five year expat assignment in Switzerland to help with integration. I worked for Genentech who was acquired by Roche and I went over to lead some integration work over in Switzerland for five years. My children were three and five at the time. And um, just, I, I can't say enough about what an incredible experience that was both personally and professionally. And then five years ago, I made the, uh, what some would say bold decision, but um, kind of always knew I would to go out on my own. I, I was a workaholic. I'm a recovering doing addict. That's what my TED talks about. I named doing as an addiction. And I left to really um, do work that could fulfill me and sustain me without having to sacrifice all the other parts of my life, which um, on the inside, I just wasn't able to necessarily navigate. But I also wanted to work in different industries and nonprofit um, and overall work less. So that's what I do now. I, have a, I run a global uh, coaching consulting practice and I get to work with extraordinary humans who are looking to do and, and be brave in becoming the best they can be. That's amazing. And I know that you have dedicated time and effort for women which we all, you know, empower and love to really progress and help them in their careers and in their mindsets. Tell us more about your initiatives and how coaching and consulting became your passion and expertise. Mm, great question. I, um, I am obviously a woman in biotech and high tech, and um, at least during most of my career, it was still fairly male dominated. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't necessarily notice that. It wasn't something that I, that, that was a barrier for me. I, I don't, I, you know, personally, I didn't experience um, 
or I didn't think I did. Later, I realized I did. But in the moment, I didn't realize it. Maybe that's just because it was what it was. And I was so inspired by the work that I did and the people I met and the places I could see that, you know, it was enough. Um, and I would say that choosing to work with women was a deliberate choice I made more after I left. I was always called upon to mentor women internally. I was a working mom. So I did a lot, particularly when I was in my plant role as the head of OD for about 1200, you know, a site of about 1200, you know, a lot of the women would leave and come back and spend 90 days with me, just helping them really get back into choice and helping them to navigate those early decisions as a working mom. And so it looked like that on the inside. And then when I left, I sort of put my stake in the ground and said I was going to do women's work. Um, I, I was co-facilitating a beautiful experience called Women's Leadership Circles, um, which we launched uh, in Europe as well as in the US. Um, I'm a coach for the women in management, the female MBAs at Stanford. I run power circles for emerging women. Um, so it's about 20% of my work, but what I'll tell you now, I, I do believe in the gender uh, work. It's of course always evolving, but what I have come to realize is it's, um, for me, the passion in that space is less about male, female, and more about balancing the masculine and feminine. And so I, I do a nice, you know, good piece of work with both my male and female clients in learning to understand the difference between those traits and how to embrace them both in men and women so that we can show up fully and, and whole and, and powerful. That's beautiful, Renee. And um, I have a passion for women and empowering them. And I wanted to ask your advice for all women, you know, how to be more balanced and maybe like a few tips that you can throw out there immediately that people will and women will think, okay, I should focus on this. So what would make me more balanced and more happy and fulfilled? You know, one is this idea of like, oh, what do I value more in myself, the masculine or the feminine? Because when we overvalue one set of traits over the other, we're inherently imbalanced. So that would be one. Um, I have a keynote titled, um, isn't the keynote I'm delivering at the conference, but there'll be some overlap around these more non-traditional precursors to building confidence. And I close with 10 ways to live a life of your choosing. So how I talk about balance is that you are living a life that is of your choosing, that you are making day-to-day -day choices and big choices that come from the wisdom of your head, your heart, and your and your belly center. And um, so one couple, I'll just toss out two or three of my most like really important ones. One is absolutely value sleep. You know, say yes to sleep and no to anything in the way of sleep. I just, I don't, I was a chronic insomniac. My second TED talk is called Confessions of an Insomniac. Um, I'll be pitching that next year, but um, it's it's a traumatic way to live. Um, with too little sleep. So that's one. The other is say no when you mean no. If if you don't want to do something, if it's not the right work for you, if you don't have time, if, you know, saying, I think we what we don't re remember is that every time I say yes to something, I say no to something else, or at least no to doing what I really want to do really well. Um, and so say no when you mean no, and you do a favor for yourself, but you do a favor for everyone around you. And then a third one that is top of mind for me is really learning to use all three centers. I mentioned your head, your heart, and your belly. Corporate, all of you execs out there, no, need, you don't need to harness this anymore. It's been rewarded. It's been encouraged. People push for you to stay here. But the best leaders that I've seen have full access to their heart intelligence as well as their belly centers. And you know, just use those, all three of them. If you can find a way to access them every day, um, at least to, to a degree that is, is 
useful, yes, but more than that, like grounds you in your life and in the decisions that you make, um, you kind of can't go wrong. It's just, a, it's just a wiser way to live. That's beautiful, Renee. And also it speaks from your transformation, right? The sleep, yeah, the work that you've done, so much working and how to balance and it, it comes from your heart, it's beautiful. For, for me, um, I personally think that living in the moment is what I'm trying to tell everybody to just be there in the moment without focusing on anything what happened or what will happen in the future. Just being here present, fully present, um, will always help me. And uh, I think the next one is the energy. Surround yourself with the energy that will empower you, inspire you, and try to really, like that no is so hard for me to say no when you mean it because I, I don't want to hurt people. But it's me and it's been my my transformational fight throughout the years to actually try to say no when I really mean it. But thank you for those. Oh, I love that. Those two are in my two. Be present with those you care about and um, surround yourself with people who tell you the truth, who see you, who get you and embrace you. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. Thank you. And Renee, um, about the conference, you mentioned a little bit about the topic, but Tell us more about what can you uh, give to the audience and attendees uh, coming to the conference to see you. Yeah, so the talk I'll be giving is called Cultivating Deep Tissue Leadership, um, Becoming a Leader That Transforms Others from the Inside Out. So um, my first job was in 1993 and I was already leading. Um, so I've been leading my entire career. Thankfully, my best boss was my first boss and she taught me a ton, especially later in life as I became a wife and a working mother. Um, but I, you know, what I've, I've studied leadership in grad school. I've, I've practiced leadership myself my whole life and I've taught leadership. And so I came up with these principles for what I call deep tissue leadership. And this is about being a more conscious and intentional leader who's really willing to dig deep, lead deeply and make deep and lasting impacts on the people and organizations that they serve. So that's one takeaway. Um, also finding more um, meaningful and intimate ways to support employees and teams in meaningfully bridging their personal and professional lives and values and beliefs so that you as a leader can feel good about capturing the full essence and potential of the people that you truly have the honor to leave. I'm definitely of a servant leader philosophy. Yeah. Um, so that influences this as well. And then there'll be an opportunity, you know, where I talk about the five principles, which are leading is personal and transformational. Leadership is a mix of science and art. Leadership is not a role. It's an intention to serve an inspired action. The fourth is leadership is learned, practiced, and refined over time. So be kind to yourself. It's a journey. And leadership is an honor, not a right. Just because you have the title doesn't mean people need to follow you. So those are the, the five principles that I call of deep tissue leadership. And we'll be going through each of those to some degree. Amazing. I am so excited. Is, is it going to be interactive? Can we practice something? Or um, I would like to maybe um, kind of prepare for this myself because this is, this is gold. Um, <laughs> how, are you going to run, how are you going to run it and from your side? Yeah, you know, I haven't, we haven't confirmed yet how much time I have or, or if it'll be on the main stage or in a, in a breakout. So we'll see, but I'm always about interaction, about pausing, and I always give my audience a few very easy, um, meaningful practices that you can incorporate. So one would be a check-in, like a three-center check-in, head, heart, body check-in, just the moment of the pause. Um, my TED Talk, my concept is called Authentic Inaction. Um, which is really creating enough space between the choice and the decision, or I should say the stimulus and the response. 
um, to choose wisely. So yeah, there'll be, there'll be some fun little practices that we'll incorporate in as well. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Renee, for joining us. And I know that it will be amazing talk. I cannot wait to see you at the conference. And thank you, everyone, for joining our episode. And uh, we, we, we will see you in December. Be there. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. See you in the next episode of the Avenue Code Extraordinary Woman Tech Podcast. Be sure to check out the interviews from the same series on our blog at avenuecode.com. See ya!